Welcome to Unchained TV, featuring best-selling author, TV journalist, and the founder of the Unchained TV free streaming network, Jane Velez Mitchell. You're about to hear a secret solution to the problems that plague our world. If you want to revolutionize your health, get truly joyful, and jump to the next phase of human evolution, all it takes is one simple choice. Now, here's your host, Jane Velez Mitchell. Hello, everybody, and we are so absolutely delighted to have this exclusive interview with three women who disrupted New York Fashion Week. Uh, You can talk about it all year long, but just the video itself uh, tells the story. Here they are. Here's one of the women who jumped on wearing a bodysuit that says, Leather Kills, and behind her is uh, the second activist who is strutting down the runway. And again, the theme is Leather Kills. Uh, this is uh, extraordinary. It got global media coverage, CNN, all sorts of national and global news media jumped on this. And Anna Wintour, Uh, the famous uh, fashionista, and Jennifer Lopez were right there. There they are getting tackled. Jamie Logan being uh, taken off the stage. Jamie, take it away. What happened? And whoa, wow. Thank you, Jane. Yeah, he tackled me like I'm an NFL player or something. What was that about? I'm just here to make an appearance for the animals to bring to light uh, a subject matter that people just tend to ignore, which is the fact that leather kills. So Sasha was actually completely body painted. She was topless and she had on her body leather kills and I stood behind her with a sign. And so our message was clear. It, I think really just, uh, it was an important day to get a message out there for the animals and let people know that we no longer need to hurt animals to make a fashion statement. And there you are being dragged away. And of course I had to do a slow-mo version. Wow, yeah, they really were rough when they dragged you away. This is fascinating to so many people. We've already got callers coming in, but I wanna quickly go to Sasha. You were wearing the bodysuit. First of all, uh, kudos to you guys for just the guts to do this. I can't even imagine. What was it like? How scary was it for you to jump on that runway wearing only a bodysuit? So explain that as well. Yeah, it was definitely not easy. you know, a lot of these disruptions, there's, you know, you're, you're putting yourself out there um, to be, you know, I was completely vulnerable. Like I, I was naked besides underwear, pasties and shoes. Um, so just putting yourself out there, you know, for public black backlash, also the fear of um, being violently tackled. Like I'm very uh, grateful and fortunate to have not been tackled at this this action, um, they just grabbed my arm and escorted me away. But um, I have been tackled in the past for other big stage disruptions, which I still have um, body pain, back pain, sciatic pain from. So there's definitely some like PTSD and anxiety before the action, after the action, loss of sleep, 
Um, you know, just it's it's not easy. It's not fun, but like in the moment, I just I just think of the animals. Rachel, none of this would have made the global news had you not videotaped the whole thing. So tell us about your role and how hard it was to coordinate this where you are videotaping. Well, I mean, we planned it for a while, of course. We went over every little detail, um, trying to make sure that everything went well. Um, I uh, pretty much directed the girls on when to start, when to go. Um, everything was very calculated. Um, I've been doing this for a while, so, and they took directions very well. Um, that's when I started filming. And I was walking backwards as I was filming them get on the catwalk. And it was amazing again to see how long they lasted on, 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 the, on the runway. Um, I think again, timing had a lot to do with it. And they looked just absolutely gorgeous that everybody thought that they were part of the, the show. So, Honestly, I have to say, I think they look better than the other models. Absolutely. And I'm not just saying that. Uh, Jamie was working that runway. Uh, Jamie, just just tell us what it was like emotionally, because, you know, it's one thing to hold up a sign. OK, it's another thing to actually jump on a runway and risk getting arrested. And I specifically want to talk about the tackle. Here's the video of you getting tackled. Wait for it. What was that like? Well, so many people, Jane, were so concerned about this tackle and how I was pretty violently removed from the stage, but I really try to bring the focus back to the animals. And three minutes of me being escorted out of a place is nothing in comparison to these cows that are raised in confinement, that they have their lives taken from them, the skin ripped off their bodies. So we're really trying to just bring light to what happens to them. And so I think as an activist, sometimes you have to put aside your own discomfort for the animals, and that is what we did. And you know, All right. Donnie, yeah. your question or thought. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, we hear a lot about exotic skins and the cruelty and all of that, and that's sort of, I think some people in the mainstream public understand that crocodile and kangaroo and ostrich is horrible, but there's less sort of acceptance and discussion among, among the general public about cow leather. And so I guess my question is, does this help mainstream a discussion about the cruelty of cow leather, which everybody sort of takes for granted and doesn't consider? Okay, great question. Jamie, hit it. Yes, I think that it's so true that, you know, it, when we look at people's furniture, when we look at their shoes, the idea of cowskin leather, it is very normalized in society. And so we really did want to bring that to light and be like, you know what, it, it, it is not okay. It's not okay to turn a beautiful living being, sentient animal, into a handbag or a jacket or shoes. It's, they deserve to live and be here just like us. Now, it said it right there, Coach Leather Kills. And PETA, this sign was uh, a PETA sign. Coach, we invite you on anytime. Uh, we'd love to hear your uh, response to all this. But the fact is nobody can dispute that leather kills animals. If you are buying something that is leather, a purse, a shoe, a trench coat, whatever, an animal died. You don't take a little piece of leather and the animal trots away. 
And I think this is one of the final frontiers in the animal rights movement. We've talked about fur. Everybody pretty much gets the controversy around fur. But, you know, Sasha, a lot of people don't get the uh, the leather controversy. Yeah, I think... Um... I don't I don't know exactly why that is, but I do think like some of the other animal skins like fur, uh, snake skin, alligator skin are more obviously from an animal. And leather is kind of one of those things that people like, you know, it it's it's ignored. And um, when at the end of the day, it's 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 really all the same. It's the skin of a being who wanted to live, a being who who screamed. I mean, leather is a product of violence, point blank, period. Now, I want to say a couple of things. We've got a caller, but one of my favorite comments ever is, hey, Jamie, uh, Alyssa, I think they meant Sasha, and Kathy, I think they meant, oh, no. Hey, Jamie, (laughs) Alyssa and Kathy are having a watch party here at Flip Flops Animal Sanctuary. Y'all rock. Question, how were you and Sasha able to gain entry to this fashion show? Okay, let me say this. I want to go to the caller while we have the caller, and then we're going to tackle that question as well, because we've got a bunch of callers here. Nina from Dallas, your question or thought for our panel? Kudos to the bold and badass activists. My question is, what was the most challenging part of the disruption? Was it the planning, executing, or dealing with the security inter- intervention. Thanks. Okay. Uh, why don't you take that, Rachel? Um, it's it's always um, it's always a challenge getting in, especially with the amount of security they had on day one of the New York Fashion Week. So, Coach was opening up New York Fashion Week. The paparazzi was outside. The security was out in. In droves really um again it's about trying to fit in um to act like you belong there as well that always helps um i'm not i can't give away too many secrets in my arsenal but i can tell you that with the right attitude and again thinking about the animals before anything else um there are several ways of getting inside um again it's not the easiest thing but of course PETA, great organization um and and again um the girls were just wonderful and we we got in Uh, again i can't i can't say too much but um security was very very tight and as soon as they figured out that there was uh that these models are our activists were not models and not part of the show um they scrambled like like crazy um, from every direction, trying to come in and figure out what had just happened. Again, we're peaceful. We're holding a sign. We're not there to be violent whatsoever. So, um, uh, yeah, again, you know, security is always very, very high on high alert. And uh, I think for the rest of the fashion week, they were very much on high alert. Okay, well. we're going to run through these callers. So we've, we've got so many callers right now. Brooke, New York, your question or thought? Hi there. I wanted to say hi to Sasha, Jamie, and Rachel. It's your friend, Brooke, from New York. 
Hi. I no question. I just <laughs> hi guys. No question. I really just wanted to give a shout out to these three incredible women for putting this issue at the forefront of the news. You guys are brave and selfless, and you're the activists that the cows and animals deserve. And it's an honor to know you all. You oh too, Brooke. Thank you, Brooke. We love you. <laughs> Thank you. We love you, Brooke. How beautiful is that? Michael from Los Angeles. Thank you all for such a great action and congratulations for pulling it off. Uh, my question is, I wanted to ask Sasha, how long did it take you to create that bodysuit? It looked really amazing. Thank you. Thank you for noticing. Um, yeah, I was body painted for five hours. Um, it was extremely uncomfortable and I couldn't eat because I was just so like anxious. By the end of it, I couldn't feel my toes. I was shaking so vigorously. She, she couldn't paint me anymore. Like it, it was it was not fun. But again, it's nothing compared to what the animals go through. So I just grit my teeth and, and would bear it. Um, but yeah, thank you for noticing. Yeah, and you look great. And I think one of the reasons you guys were able to get in is that you look like the models. I'd say you look better than the other models. And, uh, you know, fake it till you make it. And you made it on that runway. We're going to get to Anna Wintour, the, the famous fashionista, uh, and J-Lo's, J Jennifer Lopez's reactions in a second. But we got one more caller here, Michelle from Los Angeles. Your question or thought? Hi, you women are incredible, I want to say, first of all. Um, and I wanted to bring up a fact. I know a lot of non-vegans, when they talk about leather, they say they're not really harming animals or harming the cows because they're dead anyway. And they're just using the animal no. skin from when they kill them for meat. I mean, that's ridiculous. But how do you argue that? Good question. question. Uh, Jamie, hit that one. Um, yeah, for sure. So I actually did a whole podcast about this on my Jamie's Corner podcast where I spoke with Emma Hackinson from Collective Fashion Justice. And she actually explains what leather is. Is it a byproduct? Is it a co-product? And she goes on to say that leather is a co-product. So when a farmer raises a cow, he does intend to sell the cow for the leather and for the meat. However, there are certain cows that are raised just for their skins as, as well. So, um, you know, the leather industry, it's, it's a for-profit industry. It's not like they're just, you know, using it because they need the skins and that it's like you're using it as a waste product. It's not, it's absolutely not true. They are using it because these companies profit off of the animals. So we are also here to say that there's nothing sustainable about leather whatsoever. You know, leather actually contains a, a lot of plastic on it. And when you look at the skin, to keep skin from rotting, you have to add a lot of chemicals to make it sustainable, to make it not rot and not fade away, right? So the, even the worst kind of vegan leather, which is polyurethane, actually is a, has a three times less environmental impact than leather. And that just goes to show that while we don't want to use plastics, it's still better than leather. But we will say that there are more sustainable vegan leathers, such as le leathers made from pineapple skins, apple skins, and so on and so forth. There are better alternatives. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, again, these are we're talking about the general industry. We're not saying anything specifically about any particular manufacturer. Coach was targeted because they were the Fashion Week leather purse runway subject. 
but it we're talking about this industry overall. The bottom line, you don't need to kill a cow to get a purse or a shoe. And this is really evolution at work. This is the modern world. We're in the 21st century. Okay, we're going to jam through some callers here. We've got Paige, your question or thought for our spectacular team of Fashion Week Disruptors. Amazing, amazing, incredible work. Here's what I want to ask you. So um, I head up to Los Angeles Animal Save Fur here in California, and I'm curious, how'd you do it? Literally, how did you get in? Did you buy a ticket? I want details because let's do this disruption all over the world. Jamie. Well, you know, they're not giving away a lot. They're not giving away their <laughs> secrets because uh, obviously uh, the industry yes, doesn't want to see this repeated. Okay. However. Okay. Okay. Um, then my, go my ahead. next question would be. Well, my next question would be, would be Rachel. I want to ask this of Rachel. Rachel, you have done so much work communicating with those on the inside of these industries like Saks Avenue um, and, and, and let's more. Let's so brand names out of it. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, brand names out of it. Rachel, how would you suggest those of us out here who are also activating for fashion to change to uh, no animal products, what would you suggest as far as um, making more impact. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, Paige. How are you? Uh, good to hear from you. Um, bottom line is that there's so many alternatives, again, like Jamie just explained. Fashion designers really need to step into the 21st century and really be creative. You know, they want to, they're so-called creative geniuses in the fashion world. Show your talent without using cruelty, with using animal skins, animal first, there's no need for it. I find that designers are a little lazy and they're really not as creative because they're using, again, the beauty or the once beauty of an animal, whether it's their skin or their fur. So when are they gonna be really creative and use sustainable, fashionable and cruelty-free materials? So this is what we wanted to do as well with, 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 uh, with this disruption, is to bring up, again, I, I, in my opinion, leather is now the new fur. Um, mm. You know, fur is on its way out. And we need to really address and send a message to these fashion designers that there's no need. There's really no need anymore to kill animals for their skin. And again, I also want to point out something real quick is that the, it's not necessarily always the by, a, a byproduct from the meat industry. If you go to India and if you look at the products that are made, most of our leather products that are imported here in the United States come from India, okay? And besides the point that India doesn't kill in certain parts of their country, cows and cows are, 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 are adored and, and worshiped, but that's not true. They'll, have, they'll take the cows and travel with them outside of certain areas that are again, where it's taboo to kill the animals, to kill cows, and they will slaughter them there by the millions for, again, for belts, shoes, handbags that you find in stores, you know, everywhere, not necessarily always fashion designers. Or, yeah, or and again, stores. we're talking about the industry as a whole. Uh, leather kills. That's the bottom line. Uh, we got a race for our last caller right here, NTC. From New York, I don't know if I'm pronouncing your name correctly. Thank you for your patience. Can you hear me? Yes. 
It's been entice. How you guys doing? Good, good. Good, good. I'm so I just want to say that I love everybody on the panel, Sasha, Jane, Rachel, Jamie. You guys are just fantastic. I'm just so honored to be connected with all of you. But I have a three part question. So hopefully it can Great. go through the pipe. <laughs> All right, so I just want to first ask, was, was this the, like, the most exclusive, craziest, most covert op action you guys were ever a part of? Do you think this now means that you may have to do more disguise work to get into other actions? And were there any bystanders or anybody in the crowd or afterwards that you guys were able to outreach and talk to about the industry's veganism or anything like that? Uh, Jamie. Uh, so each one of us have been a part of numerous other actions. I've done a few actions with Rachel. We disrupted Kate Upton. We did a Jessica Simpson disruption, and we made headlines there as well. Uh, this was definitely more one of the bigger actions that I've done and been a part of. Sasha, as well, is an incredible activist. She's done, you know, activism where she's been on NBC. <clears throat> and gotten the message out there for animals in that way. So we're down to try anything. And that's really what activism is, is about being strategic, seeing what works, seeing what gets headlines, because sometimes the facts and the figures are not enough to get these industries to make change. So yes, if that means that we have to go in disguise and get into some of these places. Going to the front lines and walk. We will do that. So um, I'm just so grateful to work with this dream team, to be a part of this, to get the message out there for the animals. And I do think that we have to be creative in our approach and we will be back. We will continue doing these actions until companies are held accountable for torturing animals. It's unacceptable at this point. Now, I want to know, Anna Wintour, the famous fashionista, they've done a movie about her, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, she's apparently feared because she's very intimidating. Um, she was there. Jennifer Lopez was there and other notables. Who wants to take that question? Do we get any sense of what their reaction was? Sasha? Um, I mean, I, I definitely saw the reaction photos after the fact. I didn't know what celebrities were there. I mean, I, I had imagined someone would be there, but I didn't know who or what. I mean, the lights were so bright walking down that runway. I couldn't even see faces. Um, but yeah, I think the, the reactions just tell it all. And um, I think I think they're definitely going to be thinking about it. Oh, yeah. Let's hope. Let's hope. And um, again, I have so many questions of my own, but this has struck a nerve. Uh, we've never gotten this many callers. Um, uh, should we go to Adida next? Is Adida on? Yes. Hi, I'm here, Jane. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Uh, I just wanted to call in because I happen to be comrades and friends with uh, Rachel and Jamie. And I'd say in my over 20 years of activism, this was, I think, the most epic runway takeover I've ever seen. <laughs> That's for sure. And what I just wanted to add was that I think why it was so successful and why it went viral is the confidence that these women were exuding. They had to be nervous. It's very nerve-wracking. I've done disruptions, but it's like you fake it till you make it. And anyone who's listening who thinks, I could never do that or I could never be an activist, you know what? I'm a very introverted person, but I forced myself to get out of my comfort zone. And honestly, faking it till you make it works. <laughs> 
And just yeah. doing what you're doing with confidence and going out of your comfort zone, and you will resonate with people. Uh, yeah, I see what you mean. Look at that strut, and look at that 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 attitude. I mean, people were people. <laughs> I saw hundreds of comments that Jamie should be signed. I mean, she was, she was better than the other models. The confidence she exuded, not just even. Her physical looks, which obviously these are beautiful women, but it was just the confidence and that you're not doing this to make money on the runway. It's because you have a cause you believe in <laughs> and you're willing to even get arrested for that cause and cause a little bit of a disruption. But I'm just so proud of everyone. And Rachel, I know how nerve wracking it is when you're doing that, even to film when you're that nervous up there and you know anyone could tackle you at any time. Just an epic disruption. I'm so proud of everyone. And it has gotten so headlines, CNN, all over the place. You know, the sad fact is there's a lot of serious issues. For example, PETA has 19 lawyers approximately. They do Freedom of Information Act requests. They're always doing serious. They can't, they can't get, the news media doesn't cover them. I've often said, and I was in the news media for 38 years, you want to get on TV about the animal rights movement, you got to get naked, you got to jump on a runway, or you got to get arrested. And it's sad. It's really sad. Let's hope that changes. Randy from Los Angeles, your question or thought? Hi, Jane. This is Randy Filish in Los Angeles. To most of us watching, those women, uh, Jamie and Sasha, really appeared to be actual models in the show. They actually looked better than them, and the body paint was amazing. My question is, how were you supported or received by the fellow model, the other models there, either before the show or um, before everybody went on? And also, are, and if you mentioned this already, I apologize, but are any of you facing any charges or trespassing or anything related? Excellent questions. I was going to get to that, but there's so many callers coming in. All right, Sasha. Um, yeah. What happened in terms of Jamie was tackled? What happened to you and were the police called? Um, no arrests were made, um, thankfully. Um, I made it down one more stretch of the runway and then my uh, wrist was just grabbed and I was escorted out of a back hallway. And then I continued to give a speak out and protest outside for about half an hour until I could find um, the PETA people. Um, so I, I will say there, there definitely has been, at least for me, a lot of backlash and um, just like on social media, um, you know, body shaming, um, people telling us that we're selfish, that we're taking jobs away from models and that we're hurting models. And like, we seriously didn't hurt anyone. We didn't even speak, which I personally, I always use my voice, but we didn't even speak. We didn't run in there yelling. Like all we did was walk. All we did was walk and express ourselves and um, silently. And um, you know, it just, it's, it's really hard. Um, I'm really glad uh, I didn't get arrested, but um, it definitely it definitely takes a toll, and I just I just hope that it inspires these companies to change, and that it inspires silent vegans to get active. Oh yeah, we all need to get active. All right, my gosh, Karen from Venice, California, your question or thought for our terrific team of troublemakers. <laughs> 
Hi, everybody. Hi, Jamie. Hi, Jane. Hi, the rest of the, you guys. Um, I, as a person who would love to participate in more protests, sometimes I, I'll see them um, after the fact. And I'd like to know how I can, how the average vegan or, you know, uh, you know, somebody who can, uh, who wants to, you know, get involved in these um, activities, where do they find out, uh, you know, uh, about events, you know, about protests and stuff like that? Um, well, you know, I actually could probably answer that question. There's actually, I just had a meeting with somebody who has a, uh, a vegan events website. We're going to be linking to it on Unchained TV, the vegan global streaming network that is playing this right now. And um, uh, there are so many events going on, but the, the truth is an event like this, you cannot possibly um, publicize it in advance because that would defeat it. It's This is about a little bit of subterfuge to make a point. And jobs, by the way, have always been, that phrase has always been used to justify all sorts of discrimination. Oh, women wanna be in the workforce? That's gonna keep jobs from men. Uh, you know, it, you could cite whatever horror in human history and jobs, the word jobs has always been used to try to justify. The fact is that um, the people who kill for a living, for example, they're traumatized. They're victims too. They are generally at the lowest level of uh, the social and economic scale. They don't have much choice. They suffer from psychological problems, PTSD, um, alcoholism, drug addiction, you kill eight hours a day, five days a week and tell me how you feel about that. Um, it's a horrific job and I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. So much for jobs. Um, Anna says, brave action by gorgeous, brave women, totally badass to pull off such an epic action. All right, my gosh, Kim from Culver City, your question or thought for our fantastic panel. Hey, thank you all for what you did. It was awesome. I, I just watched it over and over again. Sasha, hello. I, I met you back when you lived in the L.A. area, Kim Delgado. And, um, yeah, hi. So it's great, and I'm sorry if I'm repetitive because I didn't uh, I missed part of, you know, most of the show. But um, it was wonderful. Thank you. And which, my, so my question is, would you do it again? Oh, yeah, in a heartbeat. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, that's a good question, Kim. Uh, because, you know, it's like I ran a marathon once, and I said when I got to the finish line, never again. I did that. It's on my bucket list, but I never have to do that again. But this is much more challenging than running a marathon. Uh, Jamie? Absolutely. I think, you know, if it's going to generate as much impact as an action like this did, then yes, absolutely. But we also want other activists to get involved because we want to show that we are a growing movement. We are bigger than just three people that will go on the stage and do this. So as you just saw, there was another action at Michael Kors that PETA did. There was an action in London against Burberry. And so we want to show that we will be popping up all over the place. And until these corporations take uh, responsibility for their cruel actions towards animals, they will be seeing us again. And it's about creating a cultural shift. We are in the 21st century. Handbags are a status symbol. Let's face it. 
the famous Birkin bag, which I would say the infamous Birkin bag. Who needs a $450 handbag? Maybe some people do because it's a totem, you know, like, oh, you don't think I'm part of your club here? Let me show you. Uh, uh, you know, that's a whole other subject. But um, the fact that animals are being killed for purses is just medieval, in my humble opinion. Again, uh, I invite any, any leather manufacturer, any good manufacturer, goods manufacturer on to discuss this. It's about a cultural change. It's about evolution. And, you know, before any of these actions happen, there are letter, letters written. There are petitions. There are, in general, you know, please stop doing this. This is sort of a last resort action uh, because, again, look at the mainstream media. If you had just issued a position paper on why leather is so unnecessary, so cruel, so destructive to the environment, um, nobody covered it. Uh, they just announced the other day that, for example, uh, heavy meat eaters who switch to a vegan diet can reduce their emissions footprint by 75%. This is the solution to climate change. Uh, yes, kudos to the New York Times for publishing this. It wasn't the lead story, though, but nobody picked it up. That is basically the solution to our climate apocalypse that is beginning to occur. And yet nobody talks about it. So unfortunately, animal activists, vegan activists have to go to extremes to get attention. And then they're mocked. Oh, look how radical they are. Well, no, we, we've asked politely, we've asked nightly, nicely, and it's been ignored. So then you have to do something else. And, and that's the sad fact. Um, I, I'm amazed we still got more people. Annie from Sherman Oaks, your question or thought for this team. Hi, thank you, Jane. Thank you for uh, this epic action. Thanks for New York Times, uh, everyone who's calling in. I want to say, wow, you girls are dropped dead gorgeous. You totally rocked it. <laughs> How did you get over the stage fight? Because you're in front of so many people, and you are totally rocking it. Much love to you all. Thank you. How did you do it? Amazing, amazing. How long did Thank you, Annie. I got it. Thank you so much for your call. All right, Jamie, I, I do want to talk about that because you look so confident there, strutting and very co confident, you know, prom queen confident. But what was going on inside? Great question. Thank you so much, Annie, for, for calling in. I just remember in that moment, we were sitting, we finally made it in. We made it through the hardest part, which was getting in and waiting for the show to start. My biggest fear, to be honest with you, was that we weren't going to get to do the action because the security was so high and so intense. So by the time that we actually stood up and got a chance to do it, it was like a, a, re a relief that we made it. And that when we were up for so long, I almost started having fun with it. I was like, oh, we're still <laughs> here. Let me do a spin. <laughs> Let me uh, make sure every person in this audience is seeing this sign that leather kills. But I want to just say that when we were sitting down in our seats, 
Rachel was really the one in charge kind of giving us directions. And she was really smart in that moment to wait for us to stand up. We waited for the show to start and we made sure to go in front of a model that was actually draped in leather skins. And so Rachel nudged me. She goes, all right, let's go. And so I remember in that moment tapping Sasha and I said, for the animals, for the animals, showtime. And then she just stood up first. She took her, her trench coat off and went right up. And then I followed her. And so in that moment with the lights, I just, I think we, we, we were feeling the music. We were feeling the message. And I just kept repeating to myself, like for the animals, people are finally being confronted with the truth instead of just sitting in a fashion show, not actually looking at the cow in the room. Now, I, I know it's very hard. The lights are on you. You're kind of blinded. I've been on stage where you can't really see the reactions. But did you get, I saw a, some people smiling. I saw some people who looked shocked. What was, it wasn't like, nobody threw a tomato, you know, not that they would have a tomato. But did you, I'm just trying to get some kind of sense of what the vibe was uh, um, in the audience. People started bringing their phones out and I just saw a few mouths drop. And by the second bend, I was just like, well, we're walking this. We might as well get into character, right? So I actually, out of the corner of my eye, I saw some people, you know, making faces. And I remember at one point I like winked at someone. I just like, <laughs> I saw like other phones going up. And so in the moment I was like, well, there's nothing really else to do other than to like, do the model walk and just, we, we have a mission to accomplish and we did. Uh, wow. And the Anna Wintour question, the queen of all fashion. Um, what, did you see her? Oh yeah. Yeah. Rachel, why don't you talk about, uh, we were seeing um, the celebrities before. Yeah. So the minute we got in uh, through the first, the main door and we entered the, the room, the venue itself, it was a star-studded event. I mean, everybody, and I saw Lynn, um, now let, I'll forget the names. Uh, she's the fashion editor of Vogue, besides Anna Winter. And I see, again, the London editor of Fashion Vogue, of fashion Vogue uh, UK, and Jennifer Lopez, and all the all these, flat, again, the, the photographers were, were trying to get us as well. And this, okay, I'll divulge one little secret, is that you have to be as low profile as possible because they're going, the, the staff is walking around with their papers, the list, and they're seating down their guests. And we didn't want to bring any attention to ourselves too much, but again, because, you know, it was more about being very low key and not um, sticking out too much. And we were dressed very well as well. Uh, makeup, hair, everything was on point. But then I turned around and I see Anna Winter and I see Lynn Vogel and I'm like, oh my God, this is going to go viral right there. And then I knew that the public, you know, that this was going to go viral. And, um, and, and yeah, so having Anna Winter there, which I've disrupted in the past, um, was, it, it was, it was epic. Um, my, my heart was pounding hundred miles an hour. And I was telling the girls, I was like, you see that one over there? See that one over there? Um, yeah, they're like, oh, I don't know. I was like, yeah, well, those, those are people that are huge in the fashion industry. So, you know, we only have one shot to get this done. And again, I cannot thank the girls. What I do would be nothing without these amazing activists that were so brave and took bold action. 
Yes. Just to be a feminist about it. I don't know what's going on. Just to be a feminist about it. Women! They're women! Yes. Okay. So, uh, Jamie, uh, let me ask you this. How long were you up there? Because when we see these clips, we can't really calculate exactly how long. Every second you're on this runway. I mean, this is fashionistas from around the world converging. New York, New York Fashion Week. It is the pinnacle of fashion. It's like the Met Gala, you know, uh, except with a runway. How long were you up? Well, it felt like a long time, but I would say looking back, I would say we were up there for like a minute and a half. We walked- That's three, a long time. Yes, we walked three runways. So Sasha walked four. I think they actually thought she was part of the show and that, I don't know, like coach just decided to dress one of their models as a skinned animal. I, I don't know. They took me out first. Well, it's, it's hard to mistake you. You're wearing a side- Holding yeah. up a sign, it says PETA, it says leather kills. So I, I'm sure when they saw you, they were like, what's wrong with this picture? But it does take a couple of seconds to react to anything. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we were very, we were very happy to be up as long as we were. And we ended up getting many different camera angles from people that were in the audience. So Rachel got the main shot, which is the video that PETA posted, but then you had the cut, which has over 4 million views from another angle. You had Glamour Magazine. I mean, we were all over on CNN, on Daily Mail. So oh. people.com. Yeah, it was really, really cool to see uh, this message getting out there for the animals. So, I mean, what's it going to take? What's it going to take for people to wake up? Uh, look at the fur issue. Fur were killed by the many, I don't even know how many hundreds of thousands during COVID because they had discovered COVID in some of the um, caged and abused animals. And still the human race is trying to bring back fur. But I will say that fur is pretty much dead as a fashion icon. It's what I would call a contrarian indicator. If you still need to wear fur because you're so out of it that you think that makes you look statusy or upper class, You've been watching too much BritBox. You know what I mean? It's done. That is 1950s, 1960s, maybe, but it's over. What can we do to do the same thing with uh, leather, uh, Rachel? Well, like you always say, people that wear fur, you know, it screams that they're socially insecure, right? Yes, yes. Uh, again, we have to bring mainstream attention to the fact that these animals suffer for the ones that are stolen, their skins are stolen to make leather bags, Birkin, like you mentioned before, Birkin bags. I'm sorry, Jane Birkin just passed away. Why would you name a bag that's so cruel after? Anyways, but um, again, I think we have to bring it to the forefront and make it uh, so that everybody sees the truth, you know, because leather, again, leather animal skins is, it is not viewed like Jamie was saying, it's not viewed the same as fur because again, it's so mainstream leather couches in our cars everywhere. But when you bring the products up, when you bring the products to the forefront, the real, the innovative and sustainable and cruelty free products, and we make those mainstream and we, and, and 
you know, again, we have to promote those. I think people are going to start saying, you know what? Why do I have to buy leather? Let me get cactus leather. Let me get apple leather. Uh, Ecopelt, even Ecopelt is making beautiful, beautiful faux furs that are biodegradable. And we could do the same thing with leather and animal skins. I'd like to say that I I feel that I have noticed some improvement. This is just my personal, uh, maybe it's because I moved from New York where there's a lot of people in business clothes to LA, but shoes are reportedly, according to something I've read, the main leather product. And I look at everybody's shoes and it seems like 80% of them are wearing non-leather shoes now. I mean, people are walking around in flip-flops, they're walking around in, in sneakers. Um, and car leather, uh, obviously with uh, the vegan leather in Tesla, which has now inspired other car makers to try to be hip and cool to go for vegan leather. So I see that there's cracks, there's fissures in the, in the, the leather wall. Um, we've got another caller coming in, but I want to get your answer on that. You know, it's hard to see progress in real time, Jamie. Yes. I think, you know, when you look at an industry like fur, fur didn't go out of fashion because people stopped liking the way that it looked. Fur went out of fashion because activists got up there and confronted people and let them know that fur is dead. And fur is not okay anymore in this day and age. And we are trying to do the same thing with every other industry, whether it's leather, whether it's wool, even silk. Silk boils silkworms to make these products. And we are saying that the future is innovative, it's sustainable, and it's cruelty-free. And we don't need to harm anyone to create beautiful products that are fashionable, that are um, durable. And so we have to be on the forefront of this change. And change sometimes comes with resistance, but uh, we will keep um, fighting for it no matter what. We've got another caller, Lindsay from Tarzana. Your question or thought? I just wanted to say that I think it's a part of it. The problem is that we have to continually remind people because there are so many luxury brands, and I see this on different TV shows, I'm not going to name them, where these different women are showing off their wealth, and they are in certain parts of the country. I see them still wearing fur and definitely leather because they're wearing designer brands that have leather. It is changing, but I think it's constant reminders. I was going to buy a new car, and I held off because they did not have the car I wanted in the new model, they did not have a vegan leather. So I said, well, then that's going to be my determinant to keep my car until you guys kind of get up to date with what's going on. And it was an eco-friendly car. It was supposed to be. So um, I think we have to keep the pressure on because there are still people out there and, you know, companies, luxury brands that would love to just usher right in fur and leather again. Thanks. Yeah, you're yeah, um, you're absolutely right. It's not, it's like an addiction. You got to go and remind yourself you've got this addiction. Otherwise, it's called a disease of amnesia. It comes back because you, you think, oh, so we have to be hypervigilant all the time. Um, but eventually, I think what happens is it becomes an embarrassment that there, the, the tipping point is when it becomes an embarrassment to have the bags. Um, I wanna say, full disclosure, I've been vegan about 27 years, and there was a moment where before I went vegan, before when I was still a pescatarian, 
and or just becoming a vegetarian. I look. I had this expensive pairs of pair of shoes that I got at a fabulous place in New York City, and I looked at them and I realized that's a dead animal. And it was like a bingo moment. And I was like, but they're costly. What do I do with it? And I did throw them out. And that was one of the best moments in terms of me personally evolving, right? So I didn't grow up not wearing leather. I had leather shoes. We can all evolve. It's it's something that, um, again, I mean, we need a cultural shift, Rachel. Absolutely. And I, I've spoken to leather, to companies that are um, creating the cactus leather, apple leather, and they said it's going to take time because I asked them, I said, when are we going to make this more mainstream so that everybody has access to it and, and make it affordable as well? Because people are always going to say, oh, it's too expensive, it's too expensive. But we, we have to make it, we have to support these companies. We have to support them, we have to promote them. And again, just again, talk about it. Every every chance you get, talk about it. Not only for the animals, which of course that's my main you know concern. Um, stop wearing animal skins. Now you have also the environment. Again, people are worried about the environment, the climate crisis. So then do something about it. Don't go okay. to a climate crisis protest eating a hamburger or wearing leather. You know what I mean? It doesn't make any sense. So again, supporting these companies that are coming up with innovative uh, fashion leather, again, faux leather. We got to support them and we have to, again, it's going to take time a little bit. Everybody's like, when is it coming out? It's coming. It's coming soon. But everybody could do their part and not purchase leather, not purchase any animal products. And again, fur was frowned upon for many years. It's going to happen with leather eventually as well. Okay. Uh, I want to get this uh, question answered. Sorry. Jamie Logan. Sure. Can you read what the comment is? Yeah, I would just say donating is a really great way to get rid of your leather products because I really come from the standpoint of not wanting to walk around promoting animal skins. And if you're wearing leather shoes, somebody might say, ooh, I like the way that that looks. And so I'm going to go buy a pair. Whereas if you're wearing a vegan leather shoe, it's a conversation that can be started. And I have a pair of these really great boots from Moose Shoes that are made from pineapple leather. And people ask me all the time where I got them. And I'm like, they're actually vegan leather. They're super sustainable. And they were pretty fairly priced too. And so I had to, at some point, donate all of my leather because I just, as you said, Jane, I started, I saw it as as somebody else's skin, which is what it is. And so I really just, I could not, not justify wearing it and putting it on, on my feet, so. And yeah, I think it's that moment of evolution that occurs when you go, oh, and it's like anything else. You can't just wait till you use it up any more than an alcoholic and say, I'm gonna keep that bottle there or just finish it off. No, when you recognize a problem, get rid of it, pour it down the drain. Um, you know what PETA does with fur? They urge people to uh, cut the fur or donate it to PETA. They cut the fur. They put something in it so that it cannot be resold. And they give it to all sorts of charities, uh, particularly um, animal uh, rescue organizations where it's cold weather and the animals can get in that fur and stay warm. 
Uh, I don't want to speak for PETA, but they have a great program. So you can go go to um, donate it, donate it to PETA, donate it to somebody who might be shoeless, you know, or one of these organizations that takes items that I accumulate items and then I go to to a place depending on which where I'm at and I donate it and uh, then they give it to people who are in dire straits um, I think Gene uh, is saying women's fast fashion is another thing the whole thing is a mess oh yes absolutely that's all a subject for another day people buying things and uh, they are meant to uh, disintegrate and they're like disposable uh, shirts, etc. But I want to get. We only have two minutes left. I I, I abhor that as well. One hundred percent. Do not live in a disposable culture. I want to just get final thoughts from everybody. We've only got a couple of minutes left. Uh, Rachel, what is your final thought about this whole incredibly successful New York Fashion Week takeover? Uh, it's it's definitely one for the history books. Um, this was one of the most epic, epic actions, uh, the response from everyone, the support from everyone. And again, all the publications that came out, I mean, from Vogue magazine even covered it. And they, and they were positive articles. They weren't, uh, they weren't trashing us at all. Um, so yeah, let's keep up the good work girls. Amazing time working with them. PETA always does amazing, you know, come on, amazing work. Um, and, and, and again, I want to invite people to come to the to the demos that I organize, uh, whether it's against fur, whether it's leather. There's so many ways to get involved. Again, please go to PETA.org. Also, they become a member and you will get their alerts for uh, for actions for. And you're. Yes. Great. Your final thoughts. 30 seconds. um, I think, you know, with anything, we need to take these things little by little. We need to focus our efforts on one issue at a time. This time we were talking about leather and we are going to keep up these actions. And I'm so grateful for you, Jane, and everybody that shared this, that helped us get the message out there. Uh, We will continue putting our own freedom at risk for the animals because we have to. We don't have a choice. We need change. And we are out of time, but I urge you to all download Unchained TV, the free vegan streaming network. You can download for free on your phone or on any Samsung smart TV or on Amazon Fire Stick using a Roku device or an Apple TV device. It's 100% free. And you can actually text this video to somebody who wears uh, leather. How about that? So please download Unchained TV. We will see you next time here on Voice America Radio and Unchained TV video podcast. Thank you, ladies for being you. Thank you, Jane. Thank you, Jane. Love you. Thank you for tuning in to Unchained TV. We hope you'll join Jane Velez Mitchell for the next edition of her program next Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Meanwhile, have a peaceful week.